G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're looking at the Rose Hill meeting this Saturday. We've got the Starlight Stakes, the Festival Stakes, but uh, Mark Sheen, before we jump into any of the meeting, uh, give us an update on what's happening weather-wise. Yeah, pretty grim uh, here. A lot of rain about, uh, has been for the last uh, day or so. Um, Canterbury might be a question mark tonight with a track inspection at 11am and uh, I think more rain predicted tomorrow. So yeah, it's going to be wet trackers uh, for sure, heavy trackers on Saturday. Okay, Mark Roden, if it is indeed bottomless and they do race, what are you expecting track-wise? Um, yeah, when you get into the 10 range, uh, I think just ability to handle the ground is more important than any pattern. Um, yep. Don't necessarily think you'd want to be coming from last, but I, I look, back markers, I think, and swoopers would be um, getting more of a chance than they would on a dry uh, rose or put it that way. All right, quaddy legs, here we come. We'll start with the Starlight Stakes, which is a listed race over the 1100. In terms of the market, Tambo's mate for Tony Gollan and J-Mac is $4.20 in favourite. Snapdance is 5 uh, Southern Lads 7 Written Beauty's eight fifty. Then you have double figures for Volpine, Edison and onwards. Mark Sheen, any thoughts here in the first leg? I think this is a trap race for me. Um, not a lot of confidence here. I was leaning towards Snap Dancer, but I am a little bit concerned that she doesn't really have any form on this sort of going. Uh, she did win a trial on a heavy track recently at Rose Hill, but she was left in front in a very slow tempo, so that might have flattered her. So I've got a question mark about her, but I was looking for the lightweights here. First up, uh, 53, you know, sort of falls into place for what I was looking for, but just a little bit worried about that ground. I suppose Tambo's mate has a win on a heavy 10. Uh, in Queensland, which is obviously going to stand him in good stead. Southern Lad, well, he's got poor second up form, but um, John O'Shea seems to have just changed that pattern a little bit, trialling him in between runs. So um, maybe that will just erase that uh, poor second up. He has got some good uh, wet form in the past. Edison's a good wet tracker as well. So a bit of a tricky race for me. Uh, at this stage, I'll probably be on Tambo's mate, considering the heavy 10 win. Okay. Mark Roden, any thoughts? Um, yeah, depending on how the field holds up, with scratchings and so on, uh, I'm looking a little bit wider for my main players in this race. Uh, one of the ones Mark mentioned, Edison, who loves the wet, 1100s, a shade shorter than uh, you'd like for him even first up, but his, his wet record is so good. He's, he's a pretty classy horse on his day too, and I think, uh, yeah, just the heaviness of the ground might um, dull the sharpness of some of the other sprinters and give him his chance over 1100 and his double-figure odds. Oh, uh, another one... Big odds. Uh, races on the speed is uh, Volpine uh, on the limit weights. Uh, her form is very mixed, to be honest. But um, we can, she's put in some really high-rating performances, including one um, two starts ago behind Quantico. Um, look, you could argue that Randwick 1200 is where she produces her very best. But uh, given the wet conditions, and not all, all these are going to handle, I think she's probably worth stacking at double-figure odds as well. Uh, and of the others, Southern Lad, I think, is just absolutely flying. Um, yeah, he flew in the Ramoni, then was uh, given a break, trialled really well. Great win first up and trialled well again since I think he's just airborne. 59 on the very heavy ground is a, is a minus, but uh, I think getting a price like $7 about a horse in that sort of form, it, it, I wouldn't want to lose on him. So, look, it's not, not going to be the biggest um, spend race of uh, my life, but uh, I could entertain three, eight, and one. Okay. Let's have a look at the festival. Race 8 over 1,500. It's Group 3, and Ellsberg's the favourite at 290. Brutality, $7. You've got 10 about Order Again, Bandersnatch, and Art Cadeau, and 
and it's thirteen dollars for Lena's hero. Mark Sheen, any angle here? Um, look, I thought Ellsberg had a good chance, but just a bit skinny for me at that price. Mm. He has had one start on heavy ground. It was only his second start in a race, and uh, he, he performed okay. Look, he's a big heavy type. He doesn't really look like a wet tracker looking at him. Um, I know he's probably coming through the much stronger form lines than some of these other runners, but just that price has got me a little bit worried, although the blinkers go back on or one blinker goes back on, one-eyed blinker, which I think is a big plus for him. Um, I think Brutality's going really well this time in. Um, I did mention him after he ran home first up and uh, then he made a good ground on a track that favoured horses near the lead last time out. He is a back marker, but he is a very good heavy tracker. So I'm with him 13 and I think Order again always sprints well fresh and a good wet tracker. So 13 from three, Ellsberg could easily win, but it's just a price factor with me. Okay, Mark Roden. Yeah, I thought Ellsberg was a bit short too. Um, and if you're going away from him, there's plenty of different ways you could go. Um, look, without going into all of them, uh, yeah, I certainly could entertain brutality. Uh, definitely a wet tracker down in the weights. I like it. But uh, just going even a little bit wider than that in the market, um, Bandersnatch's best ever run was on a heavy nine or ten at Randwick. It was a very wet track anyway. And look, admittedly, he did probably get the pattern to suit him that day, but he did at least show an aptitude for this sort of ground. And around $10, I think he... Could make a case for him. And the real wet tracker, probably the best wet tracker in the race is number five, Stockman. Look, he does want further, but if, look, it's heavy 10 now and still raining, so if we're getting to the absolute outer limits of what they can race on, uh, I'd, I'd have something on him at 20, 20 to 1 plus, just because you can guarantee he'll handle it. I've absolutely no idea how far off the lead he'll be here. It could be anything, but um, yeah, just at the price of 20 to 1 plus, given he's such a good wet tracker. I'll put back in as well. So two and five, but uh, again, low confidence. Race nine on the card is a benchmark 78 over 1,300. And Brooks Spires, $5 in favourite from Blazer Trail and Jump for Broom, which is 6.50 each. Expat is seven. Uh, you've got Lock Lomond, $10. Lady of Luxury, 12. And so is Boudoir. I'm sure I've just butchered a few of those. Uh, Mark Sheen. Yeah, well, Jump the Broom and Lady of Luxury uh, in at Canterbury uh, tonight and haven't been scratched from that meeting. So uh, if, if they get that far into the meeting at Canterbury tonight or even if they're on, so that's, that could be a big deduction there if Jump the Broom comes out quoted there at $6.50. Um, look, I thought they both had good chances here, Lady of Luxury and Jump the Broom, but they're obviously going to Canterbury if they proceed there. Uh, that's left me with uh, Brooks Spear or Brooks Spire. Very good first up, lightly framed, does handle the wet, and uh, she's had a nice trial since that uh, last uh, run where she was a bit disappointing but had a tough run. So I'm prepared to forgive her that uh, failure. I think Blazer Trail probably be lucky to run here. I'm not sure that he's all that flash in the ground. Uh, some question marks hang over Hollyfield and Expat. Um, Expat's a very good wet tracker, and so is Holyfield. They're trying to get him to settle in his trials. He's been ridden back rather than on speed. Expat's got three wins in the heavy and probably will be labelled urgent from an outside barrier. So, um, yeah, a, a race that I thought number four, Brooksby, would, would run well in. OK. Mark Roden, your thoughts here? Yeah, but uh, I think Brooksby is the way to go. Um, we'll be in the firing line, Nash on, and um, handles the ground. So, yeah, looks probably the clearest way to go in a reasonably open race. I was keen to find 
expat uh, on the wet ground, but um, reading this morning, he's, he's had a setback. He had a pretty severe, severe abrasion to a hind leg, I think, and he's going to be inspected again uh, by the vets before he's allowed to run. So that's not not ideal, but he certainly um, likes soft ground, and I think he's a chance. Um, away from those two, yeah, uh, the Brazer Trail is outstanding first up, but they'll scratch him for sure. You think he's just not a wet tracker. Um, and as Mark mentioned, quite a few of these were, were in uh, tonight. A lot of dual acceptors, um, which could change the shape of the market. But uh, I think Brooks is a reasonable bet, and uh, expat the danger of all as well. But uh, yeah, have to wait and see that. Cody Rock's a pretty good wet tracker too, isn't it, Mark? Um, yes, he is. Um, and trialing all right, I thought. Did you? Yeah, he's been he's been ridden out, but I think he's not one of those flash trialers. I think he's a bit lazy and needs a bit yeah. of urging. And it. Probably being ridden out, probably not a bad thing, getting his fitness levels up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that brings us to last, which is uh, another really open field. Benchmark 78 once more over 1,500. Uh, we've got Francesco Guardi, Guardi, $6, and favourite from Bless, Grand, Rumore, and too much caviar around that $7 mark. We've got Lisa at 10, Sacred Command at 11, Formentura and uh, Mayfair Spirit at $13. So... Mark Sheen, if you can find the winner, you'll get a price by the looks. Yeah, look, I was on Francesco at uh, at Rose Hill the other day, $7, run about three fifty. It was just uh, straight to the sick bag. Um, <laughs> look, he's still, I've got to say, he still hasn't looked uh, any good in the coat um, in all his runs here. He's only had uh, two runs in Sydney, but he hasn't looked right in the coat yet. Um, he has got a decent run on wet ground um, in a listed race in uh, the UK. He seemed to get through that ground pretty well there, so that should set him up okay. Look, he's got a good draw in McDonald in a race that I'm not overly fussed in. I think he's probably the way to go. Blesk, I'm not overly sure about him on really heavy. And Sacred Command, he's worn me down, but he does have a placing in New Zealand on, on heavy ground, so... Maybe that's what he's looking for, a, bit, a little bit wetter. But he was disappointed. Newcastle, he loomed to win and put up the white flag. But uh, nine for me. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be throwing my last on it. No, OK. Mark Roden, can you find us anything? No, you can just commiserate with Mark, though. I was on Francesco at the good odds, too, at the midweek meeting. That was, and how was the late jockey change? Joe McDonald decided yeah. to have the day off as well. Thanks a lot. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> right, on it. Um, I've got him on top two. Uh, I don't... This is a bit less straightforward on the heavy 10. There's not a great deal of wet form among the main chances. Um, Grandra Moore has, um, was ordinary at Warwick Farm on wet two starts ago um, before a good run at Newcastle last start. Has had one OK run on soft overseas and the Night of Thunder Breed as a group are very good on wet, but I still don't know if Grandra Moore falls in that category or not, to be honest. Um, too much caddier, no. It will be up on speed, which if it's you know, coming along out in front on the wet ground, that might be hard to get past, but I have no idea if he'll handle it or not. And then, yeah, after things like Bluff and Buster, who has a bit of soft form. And I, I didn't mind that hero at big odds, but again, I, I don't know if the ground's what he wants either. Uh, look, uh, nine and seven on top for the record, but I really don't know which way to go with this place. All right. Uh, that brings us to the end. I'll get your best plays on the card. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Yeah, tough day at the office. Look, I was on uh, race three, Rebel Rama. I was on it the other day. It was another another ride from that meeting at Rose Hill that uh, is best forgotten. Um, uh, winning all up near the lead. It was back last, made up a stack of ground. One on a heavy track uh, first up. So I think um, 
it's got a good chance and uh, yeah, I think uh, if you back a winner, make it a prisoner there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Media Star guest uh, in race six has been crying out for a wet track, so he might be a bit of value, although he has been backed already. Okay, Media Star guest eight dollars, Rebel, Rebel Rama three dollars eighty there in race three, Mark Roden. Yeah, not not a day for labelling things, I thought, but I, I came up with the same one Mark did in race three, Rebel Rama. Um, looking for 2,000 now and wet ground, no problem. And uh, the, the wide gate and uh, the get-back racing style it has won't be as big an issue tomorrow, I suspect, so probably gets its chance to, to win again. OK, sounds good. Look, watch this space over the next 24 hours. We'll see if Canterbury goes ahead and then just stay tuned to what the stewards bring up tomorrow morning. So if they race, all the best of luck to you both, but uh, otherwise we'll catch up next week. Till then, guys, go well.